Hi, everybody. This is Tom Young. Hey, we have a special episode of Pardon Disruption. We happen to have our team here in New York City at an event run by Frank Casal. It's the uh, ERPA AI Institute. He's having a basically a meetup here in Midtown. Uh, I got a chance to sit down with him. He and I are good friends, been friends for a long time, 10 years or so. And we started on this journey together probably around 2013, uh, having conversations about this. So what you're going to listen to is about a 15-minute conversation between Frank and I. And hopefully I'm getting Frank to agree that we're going to set up a regular series of him and I having conversations around various topics in this industry. So hope you look forward. I hope you listen to the interview and hope you like it. Give us some feedback. You're listening to Pardon the Disruption with your host, Tom Young. Hey, I'm sitting here with Frank Casal. We just got done with your event here at uh, Morrison & Forster. Anyway, you and I have done a lot of these kind of things together. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I want to talk to you about is how how can we do more of this recording of some of our conversations mm-hmm. about what's happening in the industry? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the most simplest form, let's do it as a form of entertainment to the people who are here and who weren't here. You have a, a network of thousands of people who are following you know, ERPA, AI, and the Outsourcing mm-hmm. Institute. Let's uh, let's talk about some good stories. We can we can sanitize the stories and anonymize them. Well, Tom, uh, I'm interested, especially since you're doing this live. You put me on the spot. How can I this say this is no? live? This is being recorded. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> yeah. Of course, buddy. Let's I would do it. swim across the Hudson River. Uh, Tom, do anything <laughs> with you? <laughs> Seriously, listen. Here's the good news. We're a. We're both passionate about this. Right. Right. B. Uh, we have something to say. See, we like uh, hanging out together and doing stuff. So it should be a no-brainer. I would just say pick a time. You know, have a, have a default. Once a month we uh, meet, uh, whatever the frequency is, at a certain spot we do this, and then uh, TJ pays for dinner. Is that there a deal? You go. That's great. Well, and I think there's, there's a tremendous amount of stuff to talk about because you can see from the panel that just the one that you and I just did, the, mm-hmm. uh, I, my sense was highly engaged with the audience. It's hard, hard for me to get out of the room to come in here to do this with you. Same, same. But uh, uh, instant feedback was extremely positive. When can we do more? And also the fact that um, although uh, there's, there's, there's just as much, uh, I would say, anxiety uh, and need for, for best practices on the sell side, 90% of what we see out there is on the buy side. So we enjoy paying special attention uh, to, the, to the deal meisters out there. Yeah, and we want to, again, help them think through what deals should they be doing, how should they be doing, all those th- different things. But again, I think there's a lot of religion and the religion and Bibles metaphor that you came up with that I use all the time. There's a lot of religion that needs to be discussed some more with people in the industry. Why are they doing this stuff? And I would tell you that some of the new stuff that, we, that we've discussed over the last year has to do with some of the failures that we've had on our team. Mm-hmm. In the implementation. So an example of a failure that we had was we did some of our business cases on on RPA deployments. We do it a very large one. Mm-hmm. And we focus on defense only. Right, right. And we couldn't prove the savings because we got too much fractional FTEs and we couldn't enforce the restacking of the work. Right. So the CFO is simply saying, I don't see the budget. Yeah, so weak business. I hear right I there. hear all of what you just said, but I don't believe it. So, but if we went into the outset, we have a, a, a pending deal right now with a small, fast-growing company. They're growing at like sixty-five percent a year. They don't have a challenge of saving money. They have a challenge that they don't want to have to hire sixty-five percent. They can't handle the growth. 
So they want to figure out how can we free up the time so that they can avoid hiring. And so it, we have to, we're stepping back now and looking at both offense and defense and framing the business case ahead of time so that it's not the whole thing's not on soft save mm-hmm. and, and just doing it differently. And I want to have conversations with people like you who have an even broader reach in the industry about what's happening. So I agree, Tom. So I read something recently. One of the analysts out there was saying that, oh, there's a lot of hype with this and it's being oversold. And, you know, here's what's going on. This, this, this is really cool stuff. This is game-changing stuff. And, of course, people are making mistakes. People made mistakes in the, in the beginning of computing. They made mistakes in the beginning of the Internet era. So why would you discount this? The reality is, though, is having um, a sense of what you want to accomplish, right? What is the outcome? Um, it is a tool, as you say, and like a tool, you don't use the wrong tool for the wrong outcome. So um, I'm on the side, I'm in the camp that this is a big deal, and you just have to use it appropriately. It's the ultimate of better, faster, cheaper. So are you looking for better? Are you looking for faster? Are you looking for cheaper or all the above? And then it's to have someone at the table, like yourself, that could sit with a client and say, well, if this is what you're looking for here, too much fractional labor doesn't apply, right? Yeah. Or if this is what you're looking to do here, uh, maybe based on the tool can do it, but based on compliance, you're not going to be able to. So just have some reasoning on the front end, right? Um, but uh, if, you get, if you line this up properly, get the right technology, the right business model, right? Should it be software as a service or full-blown solution? If you get the right business model on the front end, I see some great things happening, and it's just getting better every year. The other thing I want to talk to you about in our future conversations is um, understanding the millennial buying patterns because it's becoming more and more important for large firms. They're, they're becoming a larger segment of the population that needs to uh, be predicated. And you see it with retail. They almost, always, almost cater to the millennials to a fault. So did I, your son, I saw him here uh, doing great at one point to million Instagram followers? Yes. Uh, it's great. I, uh, I follow his channel. It's uh, very interesting. How's, how's I, Danny doing? He's doing great. I, I used to be impressed with my network and yours. No longer. Yeah. After seeing. But listen, the millennials, that's a whole different. Listen, I think it gets easier going forward because you, did, you have a digital savvy audience. The biggest challenge we have here today, Tom, as you know, is the, the ball and chain of legacy. So you have big, old, clunky organizations and mindsets and tool sets where somebody shows up with something that's really slick and then you say, this is slick. How are we going to get this through the organization? How are we going to get it through the organization to even evaluate it, part one? Part two, how are we going to get it into the organization to even integrate and install it? And then how do we get any results? So this is why not only do the young people, in my opinion, have the edge, but the young companies have the edge. If I was a, I would say every Fortune 500 company should be fearful. Oh, I agree. By the time they even get this through from beginning to end, for many of them, it will be too late. I'm not saying they they disappear, but there will be many in intensive care. So there was a uh, Ernest Hemingway quote about bankruptcy. And he said, uh, how do you become bankrupt? And he said, uh, gradually, and then all of a sudden. Yeah. And... Yeah. I would say when, when you and I were hanging out, say six years ago, and we're talking about this, and again, we were we were very early on in the industry. People were thought we were a little crazy, but now everyone's talking about it. It's, we're now we're into okay, what's next? 
the I would say the the false paradigm that I had back six seven years ago was I thought it would happen more more so than it is today. Yeah, you but and I both. I don't. I'm not changing my ultimate forecast. I still think it's going to be that way, and it's going to follow Hemingway's thing gradually, and then all of a sudden. Uh, absolutely. I also tell you where we where we were wrong. You know, we were looking at technology back then. Uh, Tom, where let's say if I have oversimplified the categories, was really powerful stuff over here, and there was really kind of less than powerful stuff over here, and you know we would have bet that the big, the powerful stuff would be taking off, and guess not? Guess what? It has not taken off anywhere near the simpler stuff. Why? Because the simpler stuff is simpler. So if I go back over the past five years and you look at the companies that have about the same valuation and the ones that have, you know, a lot more, all right? And you know who they are. Yeah, 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 I know. It's simple. So that was powerful. We would have been wrong on that. We so, were wrong on that one. Uh, automation Anywhere, 3.6, last time I read. And UiPath, about three. Yeah, they, uh, listen, good for them all. But what, what the lesson learned there is it's... You would have never guessed that six years ago. You uh, Never, 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 no, never. I don't know if anyone would have guessed that. But I'd what, have committed a felony to, to join the company <laughs> I mean, at that point. Well, hey, listen, it's not too late. They're, they're running help wanted ads. Nah, Come on, Tom. They may hire you. So, um, but the thing is right now, what's clear back, you know, clearly at this point, and I think from this point going forward is, it's less about power. It's more about ease of ability to evaluate uh, and to integrate and to get rolling with it. So my feeling is, so if we think about where things are going, my money is on AI-fueled automation as a service platforms. Why? Uh, because you get the power of the intelligence, but being that's as a service, you get the, you get the simplicity of the most simplest RPA approach. You get, uh, right, so you get the best of all worlds. And you don't hit that wall. You don't hit that wall that you might have with plain vanilla RPA as far as, you know, where you hit the wall as far as automation rates, scalability, things along those lines. So now, knowing what we know now, that's what I think really plays out well. Well, I look forward to uh, continuing this conversation. I know we have a, a tight time schedule. we got to go in that reception and say hello to people. Um, Catherine's doing well. Uh, uh, Catherine's doing well. People look, are looking to hire these people, so the recruiting team yeah. uh, the, that she's leading is doing well, placing you know people that sell this stuff and buy this stuff. Uh, these are good times. I think the challenge for guys like me and you, Tom, is in the beginning we had trouble wanting to hear us, people wanting to hear what we had to say about this, right, without rolling their eyes. Now everybody and their brother is doing this, and it's more filtering for guys like that. Yeah. So when we started hanging out, uh, TJ had just uh, graduated college and was joining ISG. And you see him, you're working with him now. Oh my God. He's matured quite a bit. He, uh, but it's an, an example of a hardworking millennials, the opportunity that they have uh, in this market uh, in terms of where they can be. He's a, a success story, truly. Yeah. You know how much, how impressed I am and I'm a fan of his. TJ's the man and he's, I know he's a, a critical component of your success. Yep, absolutely. And we welcome the opportunity to work with him or recommend him anytime. You guys, listen, again, you guys may be uh, the first in this space. You yep. may be number one. I yep. wasn't number one. I might have been number yep. three or four, but you got it. You have a nice practice and you have a good reputation. And you continue, Tom, to push the envelope. No matter where it is, yeah. 
you're pushing. So what are you what are you saying now that as people rolling their eyes, I want to know because I want to invest in that, whatever it is. Yeah, I would say that well, I alluded to it in the thing before about really pivoting to the offensive strategies because we found that on the defensive strategy, someone's ox is getting gored and they fight you and you're, and you're fighting. An, and I'll just say it's this, it's negative energy. Does it create a positive outcome? Yeah, but there's a lot of negative energy in the ecosystem. When I go to a firm and focus on offensive strategies, now you got to get the defense right because no one's going to do offense only, just mm -hmm. like they shouldn't do defense only. Mm -hmm. But the offensive is all positive energy. Mm -hmm. It's I'm going to create new opportunities for you. Mm -hmm. Revenue upside. No one objects to revenue upside. But if I'm going to say I have 10,000 people, I'm going to get rid of five. You know, not everybody has a stomach. I like bacon, but I don't want to see a pig slaughter. Yeah, I get you. And I, I, I would say my variation on that is uh, alignment with with the problem that you believe you could solve with what they're looking to solve. So uh, there are still plenty of people, and you and I know this just from the outsourcing days, there are still plenty of people looking to reduce costs. And it's typically most of these Fortune 500, yeah. Global 2000, they just need to reduce costs. So if you have a solution that does that and you can prove it out, you oh, yeah. back it up, yeah. you could do that all day long. But uh, Tom, before we run back in to the reception there and have a little fun with some of the guests and some of the wine, um, you had asked me earlier to talk a little bit about what I see this year. Yeah, can I do that quickly? Yeah. Let's give it. So a couple. Twenty nineteen. Okay. So my predictions. Yeah. Uh, back into this year, um, I expect an adjustment, a market adjustment, a hiccup, uh, just based on the crazy valuations. Mm -hmm. So be, I'd be curious to see how the Is market that in the space or in the, in the broad market. No, in this space. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, who knows, but I've, I've been wrong for the past six years right, about the right, broader market. Right. So, but in this space, I just think that at some point there's going to be an adjustment, likely back into this year. We shall see. Uh, so that's kind of my macroeconomic uh, forecast. As far as uh, where the opportunities are in this space, I think that, um, you know, Tom, if I think about a movie, what makes for a good movie? Most movies we think about had a really good beginning, kind of opening, and a really good ending. Um, I think where we've been with RPA has been in the middle of the movie. Uh, I think where the, where the power is this year is the beginning and the end. The beginning is process discovery. Otherwise, it's a your mess for less thing. So I've seen projects now where they've actually done A-B testing and where they basically apply the tech to the process as opposed to the, the B scenario where they actually optimize the process and then they apply the tech. What I call process-led automation, that's a game changer. It's a big deal. So start to look for more process discovery uh, on the front of these deals for the people who know better. That's the beginning of the movie. At the end of the movie, the big surprise for many in this space is that you know you have 200, 500, 1,000 bots. These bots break. So then what? So there's some very interesting technologies that we're working with now and in incubating, helping bring to market that actually uh, fix bots and maintain and monitor that. Uh, so that, to me, is, is exciting. That's the beginning of the movie. That's the end of the movie. I think that really makes a difference of how um, efficiencies in ROI really get to the, the to the next level. So if I distilled that, I'd say, you know, we're going to do all this cool stuff with RPA and everything like that. And as it scales, you have to think of your maintenance program. You have to. It, it, when and that's the, what you're, really what you're talking about. Well, how do you maintain I, and operate this? Well, I'm saying this. I, listen, we have a sizable network. I really break it into two categories, starters and scalers. So if you're a starter, my advice to you is do not lead with the tech. Lead with the process. Mm -hmm. So if you're a starter, if you're a scaler, whether you know it or not, you need a bot-fixing plan. 
So that is a tremendous opportunity there. And we're brewing some things there that would be... Uh, uh, this is what TJ is working with your team yes, on. Yes, yeah. and we want to work with you guys. Yeah. But there's people now that are going from 200 to 400, 1,000 to 2,000, and they're horrified. Once they see this, and it's not, in some cases, the bots break. More often than not, the environment shifts. Oh, no, no. The you API is underneath it. You change. get it. You get it. You know Yeah, that. you're plugged into different things. So yeah, that's, those are very, that, to me, is like uh, in this next wave where we see challenges you know, uh, and opportunities. Or as you and I like to say, problems and solutions. Uh, the one thing I referred to earlier is um, a shift from purely RPA play, purely on-prem, general-purpose RPA to fit-for-purpose, AI-fueled platforms as a service. Yeah, I love it. You got the power of AI, and you have the simplicity of of, of the most simplest RPA approach. And as you've been saying for years, Tom, ideal scenarios easy in, easy out. Right? Yeah. Who wants to Who wants to do you know, who wants to invest $4 million, some big, funky uh, uh, AI project to see what might happen in three or four years? There's a couple of people doing that, but those are those were anomalies, yeah. right? But you show up with somebody and say, look what we could take out in year. And by the way, you're paying monthly? No installation, no integration. And if you don't like it, well, then move on. It's like cable TV, right? Wonderful. The, you got the power of that approach, and you have a very commercially viable uh, pricing model. So I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of mileage there. Yeah. Well, Frank, this is great. We, I appreciate you taking some time today. Let's get into the reception and uh, go hang out. But let's let's commit. I'll have my team work with your with your office, and we will set up some regular times. We'll bring our equipment, and we'll have some cool conversations because I believe, based on all the times we've hung out and people have uh, have hung out with us, and even in panels, formal panels like that, we get a lot of positive feedback. This is a way for us to re extend that positive energy and conversation that we have, candid conversations, you know, no bullshit, I'm right? With you. And get it out there so people can engage with us so we can move the ball forward and be part of this continuing change in the market. So count me in, uh, rum jog rocks, and you there rock. There you go. Um, you and well, your thanks, team. Frank. I My appreciate pleasure, it. Thank buddy. you. All right, see you. Looking forward right, to it. Hey, thanks for listening to the show today. Pardon the disruption. If you enjoyed our discussion, I'd invite you to head over to our homepage at www.rumjog.com. You can go there and check out our perspectives page and hear more podcast episodes, read some articles. It's some pretty interesting stuff. You can get access also to our digital disruption series. This is a meetup that we do mostly in New York and New Jersey area where we discuss the impact of these technologies on our society and the way we live and work. We do this alongside of industry experts, in various fields like crowdsourcing, automation, and blockchain, uh, the, the, the technologies that are disrupting our world today. Anyway, if you like that, you can also follow us on social media uh, at Twitter on the handle at Rumjog. We look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you.